all you have. You are now tuned in to Parker Swayze. So just sat back and ready to play. Let me take your thoughts far, far away. Now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. What's going on, my far, far away family? It's another wonderful day in the universe because we are finishing this awesome book today. Let's get to chapter 32 of this amazing book, Right Meow. Rain stirred in her sleep, yet didn't wake. Someone was calling to her, but she didn't want to answer. In her dreams, she could imagine she was still back home with her cousins, enjoying a simple but happy life. If she woke, she knew she'd have to face the truth. That life was gone forever. Wake, Rain. It had vanished the moment that the Jedi Master Tor, his name had been, had recruited them to join the Army of Light. She hadn't even really wanted to join. But Bug and Tomcat, her cousins, were both going. They were her only family, and she didn't want to be left behind. She was young, only ten, but she was strong in the Force, and so Master Tor had let her come too. He had told them he was taking them to Rusan, where they would become Jedi. Only that never happened. Their shuttle had been attacked as soon as they entered the atmosphere. What occurred next was just a blur, but she remembered an explosion and screams. One wing of the ship had sheared away and suddenly she was falling. The smoking wreckage of the shuttle became a speck in the sky above her as it spiraled off out of control and she fell down, down, down until... Rain, wake! La! La had saved her. And it was La who was calling to her now. Slowly she opened her eyes and sat up, still groggy. Rain slept long. Now Rain must wake. I'm up, La, she said to the bouncer hovering above her. La had saved her from that fall, catching her as she plummeted from hundreds of meters above Rusan's surface. Bad dreams, Rain. No, she replied. Not bad dreams, La. I dreamed I was back home. La never actually spoke to her. She only heard the words inside her head. They communicated through the power of the Force, La had once explained to her. But whenever Rain answered, she always voiced the words aloud. Bad dreams coming. Rain frowned, trying to figure out exactly what La was trying to tell her. Sometimes when the bouncers talked about dreams, they actually meant something else. Sometimes it was as if the bouncers had visions of the future. She remembered what La had said just before the entire forest had exploded in flames. Bad dreams rain. Death dreams. The fires had killed most of the other bouncers. The survivors had all gone mad. All except La. Somehow rain had saved her. She'd used the force, shielding them both from the burning death and destruction though she wasn't quite sure how she'd done it. It had just sort of happened. Now she and La had nobody left but each other. Bad dreams coming, the bouncer repeated. A few hours earlier, she had felt something strange, the ground rumbling beneath her feet as if something had exploded far, far away. Was this what La was talking about? Was this the bad dream? Or was her friend trying to warn her about something that hadn't happened yet? I don't understand, she said, looking around at the bushes surrounding the clearing where she had lain down to sleep. She didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Not yet, anyway. Goodbye, Rain. 
There was an aching sorrow in La's words that stabbed through Rain's heart like a knife, but she still didn't know what the bouncer was talking about. Before she could ask, there was a sound from the bushes. She spun around to see two men come crashing into the clearing. She could tell right away they were Jedi. They wore the same brown robes as Master Tor, and she saw lightsabers dangling from their belts. Each one also carried a large blaster rifle. Bouncer! One shouted. Look out! They reacted so quickly their motions were nothing but a blur as the open fire. By the time the scream left Rain's lips, her friend was already dead. She was still screaming when the first Jedi ran up to her. Are you okay, little one? He asked, reaching down. Instinctively, she lashed out at him. She didn't know how she did it. It wasn't even a conscious thought. She only knew he had shot her friend. He had killed La. What's the matter? His voice was cut short as she snapped his neck with the force. The eyes of his companion went wide in horror, but before he could do anything else, she had broken his neck too. Only then did Rain stop screaming. Instead, she began to cry. Great heaving sobs that racked her body as she crawled over to press herself against the soft green fur of La's still worn body, where it had fallen to the ground. We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. And to express our appreciation, we will give you a shout out on our mid-series show that we do in the middle of every book. You will also be automatically entered in all future giveaways. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. Bane found her there. A young human child, weeping over the remains of one of Rusan's native bouncers. The corpses of two young Jedi lay nearby, their heads twisted at obscene angles to their bodies. It took him only an instant to piece together what must have happened. The girl looked up at him as he approached, her eyes puffy and red. He guessed she was nine, maybe ten at the most. He could feel the power of the Force burning in her. Fueled by grief and rage and hatred. Even if he hadn't sensed it, the broken Jedi at her feet gave mute testament to her abilities. He didn't speak but stood silently. The girl's sobbing stopped. She sniffled and wiped her nose with the back of her hand. Then she rose to her feet and took a tentative step toward him. Who are you? He demanded, his voice deep and threatening. She didn't retreat or flee, though her reply was hesitant. My name is Rain. I mean, Xana. My cousins used to call me Rain, but they're dead now. Xana's my real name. Bay nodded, understanding completely. Rain. A nickname. A name of childhood and innocence. An innocence now lost. Do you know who I am? He asked. She nodded and took another step forward. You're a Sith. You're not afraid of me. No. She insisted with a shake of her head, though Bane knew she wasn't being completely honest. He could feel her fear, but it was buried beneath far stronger emotions. Grief, anger, hatred, and the desire for revenge. I have killed many people. Bane warned her. Men. Women. Even children. She shuddered but held her ground. 
I'm a killer, too. Bane glanced over at the Jedi corpses, then turned his focus back to the little girl standing defiantly before him. Was she the one? Had the Force led him along this route back to his ship? Had it brought him here at this exact moment simply so he could find his apprentice? He asked the final, most important question. Do you know the ways of the Force? Do you understand the true nature of the dark side? Now, Rain admitted, never dropping her gaze from his own. But you can teach me. I'm young. I will learn. Okay, this chapter starts kind of weird. The author brings in some entirely new characters into the fray. Why would someone introduce a new character in the last chapter? Oh, young Padawan, there's a reason. Think about it like this. If you wanted someone to read your next book, you would have to leave them wondering who this new character was, or maybe what's going to happen to them. This is called a cliffhanger. This is when the author will leave you hanging wanting more. And Drew is the master of this art, and that's why he does it. Okay, let's get back to the book. And from the way it is explained, Rain and her two cousins, Bug and Tomcat, were brought to Rusan to become Jedi but their ship was shot down by enemy forces before they ever started their training. Now she lies in the jungle, believing everyone on the ship to be dead. She was saved by a bouncer named Law. The bouncers are indigenous to Rusan. They are green balloon-looking things that use the force to give comfort to the dying. At least that's the way Bane described them. But Law saved Rain, and in return, Rain saved Law. Rain was able to shield them from the fire, the one the Sith unleashed on the Jedi. But it also shielded Law from going crazy. Remember, all the other bouncers went mad after the ritual. But as they said they're talking, a couple of Jedi stumbled upon them. They see the bouncer and shot Law. Rain sees her friend die and starts screaming. Then she uses the Force to stab both of the Jedi's necks. Okay, I have two problems with this. One, why were the Jedi carrying blasters? And two, they didn't know to shield themselves from a Force attack? Okay, maybe Rain being a child tricked them, but they should have felt the Force in her. Right after this, Bane happened to stumble upon her. He looks down to see what she did to the Jedi. This intrigued him. How easily she killed the Jedi. He could feel her power. This girl was the one that was supposed to be his apprentice. Well, maybe she was the one, but she would have to show her worth. Bane asked if she knew the true nature of the dark side. She answered with no. Then she states that he could teach her, and that's where the book comes to an end. Now, I don't know about everyone else, but do you get what a cliffhanger is now? Because I can't wait to start the next book. I want to see what's going to happen with this girl. Like I said earlier, Drew is the master of this, leaving you on the edge of your seat, anticipating and wanting more. But that will have to be held off for a while. We got the season finale coming up, and we still need to talk about the Bad Batch Episode 3, because this was a good episode. But there was a couple of things that had me concerned. The first is that Wrecker is complaining he had a headache after they crash-landed on the moon. He said he hit his head and now it was hurting. Okay, this could cause a normal person's head to hurt, but we are talking about Wrecker. This dude is basically a human wrecking ball. I am thinking that it has something to do with his inhibitor chip. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts tripping out in some of the following episodes. Then the second thing is, when Omega tells Hunter that they will get Crosshair back, from the looks of Crosshair's ruthlessness, he is far from being saved, and I don't think it's all the inhibitor chip. It was almost like he enjoyed killing those refugees. Some of that might just be a part of him, but we won't know until we get further into the series. Now for what is happening in the Star Wars galaxy, let's see what the news and rumors department has for us. There's a big rumor going around that Gina Carano is in talks to return. The primary source of this rumor is Doomcock. While all of his leaks posted for the rise of Skywalker turned out to be accurate, he hasn't had a good track record since then. He trends to go with whatever he gets fed, and I wouldn't be shocked if Disney is feeding him bull to damage his reputation, so this must be treated as a rumor. If Gina is in talks to return as Cara Dune, this wasn't displayed in any of the new Mandalorian posters, which just makes me question the accuracy of this rumor. I just don't see a company like Disney going back on something like that. 
that. Plus, all of the Star Wars Day posts were lacking in her pictures as well. It just doesn't seem likely that Lucasfilms would be that insensitive. So until I get proof of this being true, I am saying this is just a rumor. Now, let's get to the quote of this week, and it comes to us from Mike Murdoch. And he said, the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. If you have got stuck in a pattern of the same and you are not moving forward in life, you might want to change that pattern. We often get caught up in the same routine. We wake up, go to work, come home, or something that resembles that. It is the same thing day after day. Then we wonder why our lives are not moving in the right direction. If you keep putting ingredients in a blender, but you never turn the blender on, then you just pour it out. Nothing's ever going to get mixed up. Sometimes you have to mix up your life to see some change. For example, when I am writing, sometimes I just run out of things to say. So I will change up my routine. If I have been doing all my writing at night, I will switch it to the morning and move my workouts to the evening. Just that little bit of switching things around will cause my brain to think differently. And then I will come up with something amazing. What I am saying is sometimes you just got to shake your life up. Just do something different. It can change your entire world. And with that being said, I think this episode is over. Thank you for listening to Sway. Join us next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can find us and subscribe on your favorite podcast directory. If you enjoyed the show, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Sway was created by Keen Eye Shit and is a production of Pick Film Media. This show was produced by Quentin McDaniel, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Tammy Turner. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.